Showtime Sports presents Showtime Boxing with Eric Raskin and Kieran Mulvaney. Hello and welcome to another edition of Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney with my co-host Eric Raskin. I am Kieran Mulvaney and we are for the last time almost uh, for this fight week in the media center at the MGM Grand, which is now much, much quieter than it was (laughs) earlier in the week. We have just come back from the official uh, Ryan Garcia Tank Davis weigh-in that was outside the T-Mobile arena. We are very happy to be back indoors in the air conditioning here in Las Vegas. I don't think either of us are quite built for the desert heat. But <laughs> anyway, Eric, uh, weigh-in is done and dusted. Only the fight itself remains. Uh, let's, uh, In case people didn't see him, let's hit them with the weights and anything else that we picked up from the weigh-in. Yes, here are all the numbers you need to know. We'll work our way up the undercard. So it started with Kevin Salgado and Elijah Garcia. Uh, the weight limit, 160. Both comfortably under, 159.3 for Salgado, 159.2 for Garcia. Then we had Gabe Rosado and Beck the Bully Melikuziev fighting at a limit of 168 pounds, each 167.3. So a theme here, everyone's coming in a little less than a pound under the limit. Uh, The same pretty much held true with David Morrell and Yamaguchi Falcao. Morrell 167.7, Falcao 166.5. And then on to the main event, the numbers you care about most and the numbers that we were sweating a little bit. Would Ryan Garcia have any trouble getting back down to 136? He did not. He weighed 135.5, whereas Davis came in right on the lightweight limit at 135. Uh, and uh, Ryan Garcia immediately afterward noted that he had even had breakfast uh, today. <laughs> so I, I guess it re- he really was in uh, the shape he wanted to be in, wasn't a struggle to make weight. Um, one thing uh, before I get into more of the quotes, uh, Kieran, that we were observing was uh, seemed to be a pro-Garcia yeah. crowd, more more boos than cheers when Tank's yeah. name was mentioned. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and a, a loud, there's a lot of crowd there, actually. It was a really well-attended yes. way. And, and yeah, definitely seemed to be a lot of cheers for, uh, for Ryan. I, I, behind... Behind us, there were definitely a smattering of cheers for Tank after the the boos had died down, right. but it definitely felt like a Garcia crowd. And in terms of any drama at the way, and there really wasn't much. There was a, a fair bit of jawing during the stare down, but all in all, I would say the press conference was a little more exciting mm. and dramatic. Something resembling a shoving match, almost with Tank and Bernard Hopkins getting into it, um, and uh, Garcia uh, did did note that. Uh, Davis and uh, Hopkins were getting into it. He wasn't sure what it was all about. He just said, I'm just ready to eat. And then he (laughs) said, my focus now is just on Javante Davis. I'm ready to destroy him. Uh, And uh, Tank then uh, had a comment on Hopkins. Nobody's worried about his old ass. He needs to let the youngins (laughs) do it. Uh, And then asked for a prediction. He said, punishment, knockout. Don't blink your eyes. Don't get no popcorn. (laughs) <laughs> nice, nice. Although that's a double negative. Is he telling us to get popcorn? Oh, wow, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's, it reminds me of that time when we discussed your confusion about the are you not entertained quote from Gladiator. <laughs> right. Are you entertained? You're not entertained, bitches. Yeah, I don't know what to do with this. Now, I mean, I guess now I, kind of think, I think I should just show up with popcorn so that there's no situation right, exactly. in which I might have to get popcorn. Right, I don't right. even like popcorn that much. Right, or maybe you should have popcorn but have someone else get it. Oh. Right, so that you're not getting popcorn, but you also don't have no popcorn. <laughs> the Showtime Boxing Podcast intern <laughs> will be at the ready when right. I ask him to retrieve popcorn for us. Right. Once again, 
the kind of analysis that you do not get on any where, other box. Where was our intern to walk with us across the street holding an umbrella over our heads to keep us out of the sun, Kieran? Yeah, you might be shocked to hear this, people, but it's really hot in Las Vegas. <laughs> and there was a, the Abayan was outdoors. And if we didn't have quite the view of the stage that we were after, there's a very good reason for that. <laughs> we just found the patch of shade and yes. decided to stand there. And I'm not unhappy with that decision. No, it, it's not just the heat that is a problem. It's also... You and I are not built for the sun hitting our skin. We're, we're not. We're, we're a bit on the fair side. We're not. And, uh, there, so, yeah, yeah you, I don't want to be beat red uh, for fight right. night. There is a reason I spend my spare time in the Arctic, Eric. <laughs> yes. Wow. A lot of Vegas and a lot of Arctic for yeah. you. you yeah. Both uh, extremes. Yeah, uh, no know, wonder Jared. I'm perpetually confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we uh, just mentioned uh, Bernard Hopkins, and he is going to be coming up uh, on the podcast. Uh, we are going to be discussing some odds. We're also going to be hearing from Oscar De La Hoya. But first of all, let's hear what the man himself, Bernard Hopkins, has to say. All right, we are very happy to welcome to the podcast the former middleweight champion, the former light heavyweight champion of the world, and of course, a partner in Golden Boy Promotions, Bernard Hopkins. Welcome yes. back to the podcast, buddy. Well, good to be back. Yeah, great to, great to see you. a moment like this, so uh, good to see everyone. Uh, everybody got their teeth in, it's looking great. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they polished, but it's that's polished, right. exactly. Yes, that's right. So, uh, obviously, you working with Oscar, with uh, Ryan Garcia, you fought Oscar, he was your rival, he became your partner. You must see some parallels between the rise of Ryan Garcia and the rise of Oscar De La Hoya. And the one thing that really stands out to me is just how hard it was for a lot of people to take Oscar seriously up when he was first starting out as this pretty boy who a lot of people knew he could fight. A lot of people took a lot of convincing. Have you seen the same thing with Ryan Garcia? That it, uh, does he still feel underrated to you? Absolutely. The only thing different is to separate those two uh, 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 fighters, Mexican fighters, is one has a gold medal and one mm. don't, don't have a gold medal. But what he does have gold is, um, you know, supporters and uh, a YouTube era that we live in mm. that Oscar and we didn't have mm. that generation uh, Oscars. Um, it, to me, it levels up to popularity um, of both guys at their moment of, of, of Oscar's time and now Ryan Garcia's time. far as the handsomeness of both guys, I'll say it's his draw, right? right. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll say it's a draw um, because you, you do have a, 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 a comparison that really fits like a, a, a hand in a glove. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is Ryan is, is, is a handsome guy. Most handsome guys can't really fight like they look right because you don't have to be handsome to fight but if you got the bonus of being both right now you're talking about a different athlete that has uh uh, good looks but a bad you know what in the ring (laughs) these are the things that you can say when i'm using the word special when you have that charisma he speaks well he looks great you ain't just attracted to Mexicans. You're attracted to boxing fans around the world of all generations and all cultures. Oscar had that same type of uh, energy that he mm-hmm. gave off. And I'm glad no one ever talked about this, especially when it's fight time, the parallel between Oscar and and and. and Ryan Garcia. Ryan is the Oscar of this era. But he's Ryan 
Garcia, obviously, of course, but he has the same charisma. <laughs> the only thing separate them, obviously, Oscar's Hall of Famer. We know he got to get there. Right. right. Good chance he will. Mm-hmm. It's the gold medal. Everything else I see really like, like far as the attraction of who they are, the individual. Let me tell you the downside of that for most people. That's not in that rare situation. Jealousy. Uh, yeah. Envy. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> represent that with <laughs> fucking gap. I mean, but, but you have to understand, as an athlete, if you don't have a slight tease of, 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 of I wish I was that guy. Mm-hmm. I wish I got that attention. Mm. You probably got even came mention no names, Mexicans. Mm. That's fighters that a little envy. Mm. I ain't gonna say as much as jealousy, but let that be shown later. Ryan is in a position where he's gonna have fans who love him, support him, want to see him do well amongst his own people. And he's also going to have those who want to see that face look different in this, what I call, uh, the most dangerous sport in boxing. Mm -hmm. The most dangerous sport in sports, excuse me. So, yeah, all these things is pressure on him, Ryan, because he has to be three acts in one in a sport that normally – you don't come out looking the way you came in. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Again, not beating up on myself, but I think that boxing helped me because it made no goddamn difference. <laughs> a little bump here, a little bump there. It's straightened things out. Right. I couldn't have done that unless I got a pass of surgery. You, you understand? Yeah, right? you just keep but, getting more handsome. But the, exactly. <laughs> and that's because of old age and also because the beards looks good when exactly. they gray. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Well, we know. We know about that. So, so listen. And Ryan can flat out fight. Obviously, we know Tank can fight, but Ryan can fight. And no one is saying he's just a handsome guy who has almost, just say, a few million followers, which we know is more than few. He can flat out fight. And no one, even, no one is even saying the opposite because they know, no, he can fight. Is he a victim of the YouTube era and okay, we know, well, that's the time we live in. He embraced it. He used it to his advantage. But we all know when he get in that ring. And we all know when the fighters tested, do he become the YouTuber and not the fighter? Right. I'm going to give evidence that when my confidence went up, when he went down for the first time and got hit on the chin that you and I and anybody else would have understood why he couldn't get up and if he did get up that his legs weren't under him so the fight was stopped not only did he get up he finished after being looked like almost finished this is character it ain't just bravo. This is character. This is a test for me. He's going to be in fights like this. 
Now, where he got to overcome fucking hurdles. Right. But, if it ain't going your way, how do you adjust? Right. How do you pivot? How do you respond? Do you become the YouTube? Do you become the, my face is going to get messed up? Do you get down and dirty? This is something you can't train. You can't build. You can't talk into an athlete. Either you have it or you don't. And guess what? That there showed me he ain't just a pretty face in a rough, drag-out, knockdown sport. He's obviously been in big fights, but he hasn't yet before this been in a big fight. Tank like, Evan either. Right, but I mean, so what I'm curious for is, is for either guy, you've done that. You've made that step up. Is it overstated, like, the extra pressure, what it, what it can do to a fighter emotionally and, and psychologically? Um, or is that just, if, you're, if you are, like, like Ryan, a, a real fighter, is it just a step that you just make? And is there something that you and Oscar and Joe Goosen have been able to do to help him sort of make that transition to that huge stage? Not really. Okay. His personality. Every situation fighter has a personality. Ryan... Loves being in the public. Yeah, he does. Ryan loves having a conversation. Yeah. Ryan body language yeah. shows way before this fight that he's you know uh, uh, confident that he speaks and he says the right things even when he's not trying to do this, but he made his opponent make himself look like the opposite or with the stereotype look at most of his ass because of his articulation and because of his confidence. This is something that I believe that whether he knew this or knowing it or planned for it, it's something he wanted. The big stage. You got to remember when a guy has over six, seven million followers, he don't have to be looking at them in the stadium to know that they follow him. Right. He's been accused of not being who he is because of that. And he also has been noticed by sponsorships and other people saying, you're that guy. Now he gets to prove, come Saturday, tomorrow, whether he is that guy now. Right. Not later, now. Right. That is now something that... He has to deal with winding down in these hours, less than 72 hours, going down the stretch of tomorrow night. These are the things that be questions. Every great fighter or potential great fighter had to go through these obstacles to show that they're ready. When that bell rings, whether it's 20000 or less, and it will be sold out, Ryan Garcia is going to be fighting like he's in his debut club or anywhere else that he fought in boxing club or anything like that because once we get adapted in a taste of being in that ring, everything else around you don't mean anything. Okay. The crowd, you hear them. But your focus, we in there by ourselves. You have to tell yourself that. I have experience with that, with Oscar, 
Tito Trinidad and a few other fights that was big enough, but not as big as the ones I mentioned, where you get accustomed to it. And again, let's think about it. Both of these guys, especially Ryan too, they've been in the amateurs. They, they, they had pressure of going for the gold medal, silver, bronze. They've been at big tournaments where they had to go. Yes, this is totally different, but that was the groom stage to get where you're at now. They went through the groom stage of being popular or being asked questions or this is the moment. You got a chance to win gold. How much pressure? I think it's more pressure than going to win a gold medal when you're fighting every other day. And you can't lose to even get there in this position to fight for any of those three medals. That's why I understand that, yes, it's it's journalism, it's conversation, it's, uh, I ain't going to say wasting time, but it's kind of bar time. To talk about things that, to me, I know. Wait a minute. These both decorated fighters. They've been, they know each other. <laughs> the bonuses, they sparred each other. They've been in there. Well, that's the, that's the amateurs, but that really don't count. Uh, emotionally, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's false or not, whether you changed or didn't change, whether things are different. Yes, the way we go in the ring is different. The stakes are different. But I've been in there with you, and I whoop your ass and you know it now that's confidence I'm taking in the ring am I taking in like you're the same guy obviously not if I'm smart I watch your fights I've been at your fights which he have done Ryan he showed up at fights this is promote promoting at, at, at an old mentality lesson that something that I would have done and I have done showed up when a future opponent of mine was fighting to start ruckus. Even my right. presence. I might not even said anything. It's the fucking presence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, one thing I want to get your insights on, particularly with regard to Javante Davis, we know he has this sentencing hanging over his head coming up in a couple of weeks. You're a guy who did your time, turned your life around, never looked back. Do you feel like Javante Davis, two things. First off, is this potentially going to be a distraction for him at all, having this lingering? And then the other part is just, does he strike you as someone who's ready to turn his life around and, and put this, this, all these troubles behind him after this? First of all, he's using my attorney that I brought in the boxing, and we talked yesterday. His name is Arnold Joseph. Right. Mm-hmm. Arnold came in through me as my lawyer, green behind the ears, from New York City, going to Temple University, which is known as a good law college to go to. Mm-hmm. And Arnold revealed to me that he represents. Okay. Joseph represents him. So I'm giving you that information. Okay. Okay. Arnold Joseph, who I bought in the boxing, he'll tell you. Okay. Showed him how contracts and boxing is. He's a lawyer, he can go through the details. Yeah. A lawyer's only needed when you're actually in court, God, you know, right. you know, unfortunately, or contracts when they need to be done. So I got past that. Now let's go through what's hanging over his head. And I'm glad you said that, because I'm going to give you my philosophy mm-hmm. that some might call but I call it facts part of the crazy stipulations to do a big fight in your weight division to prove you're the man uh, was extended to more than one or two things as you kept hearing through this promotion what they didn't expect and Ryan said yes 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 and as I, my partner said I wouldn't have done that if it was Oscar Correct. I wouldn't have done it either. 
why did they want him to do this? Because they didn't really want the fight and they was hoping he said no. So you can leave a controversy of gossip and interviews and opinionated by some reporters who drinks the Kool-Aid that's prepared for people to drink once it's put out there. Kool-Aid. Now that Ryan said, yes, 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 yes. Instead he no. He called the bluff of the bluffer. He called the bluff of the bluffer. And then if you add insult to injuries or insult to planning B, because that didn't work and they didn't have plan B set up. So now they have to go Davis's false confidence because they didn't Ryan didn't take the bait and now he got to answer the call I see nervousness I see unsurety by his camp Oscar pointed it out and set the tone when he went up there did a fantastic job doing that he set the tone Ellaby's response showed it you start talking about how many fighters you took Nobody in here want to hear about something that they talked about and wrote about and made their opinion about 10 plus years ago. We took fighters, we took this, where are we at now? We're supposed to have been dead by most media's response 10 plus years ago. We ain't supposed to be here. The fear of Davis. Now I have to answer the call. I see it in his face. He looks strained. Even though they want you to reflect that, to look at Ryan who looks healthy. Skin has shine to it, which is oil, but not baby oil to look like he's shining. Looks like he's healthy. Obviously, both of them have to do work, but it looks like Tank had to really. If he was there the other day. Right. I'm a professor when it comes to looking at my opponent and looking at through them and see the dehydration is more killing him than killing Ryan. Now, let's talk about the sentencing for the months that he has to do in prison. He's going to prison. He's going to jail. You know that, right? That's, that's what we're hearing. Is it's just how much likely. time he's going right. to get. Okay. Is it 15 months? Is it six months? He right. going. Right. Okay. They know that. Obviously, he gets a payday before he goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, a lot of people don't get a chance to make millions and then go to jail. Right. You, you correct? They yeah. normally get the millions yeah. taken away from them and then go to jail for embezzlement. Right. <laughs> he got that over his head, too. Can't really even celebrate the proper way, no matter what happens after that. So you got to remember, he'd rather go straight to do his time than fight and potentially lose and then go to jail. And I'm not playing because I know it's serious what I'm about to say. When that happens, Tomorrow night, 
and sentence him before June. I believe he's already have a sentencing date right. already locked in. Yeah. It worked out so he can get this fight. He's going to have to be watched by guards for the next 72 hours of that voluntarily showing up at this county jail in Maryland or the state penitentiary in Maryland. And he's probably going to take lock up for 90 days. That's too much. You're going there with the loss for the first time. You're going in there with a lot on your mind. Good excuse not to be able to deliver what you told everybody that you could. Oh, that's coming right out. What else are you going to do? You got to take it because if you know you're going to jail and you got to fight, wasn't that on your mind? He'll tell you no if you had him there here tomorrow. But I think with that drama, and then you can't even go to your personal quiet place after the fact. You got to go to jail. All right. Somebody got to watch that man for the next 72 hours or more to make sure that he's mentally stable while he's looking at those four walls. We're getting the wrap-up sign behind you, Bernard. I, I, I hate to cut you off in the middle of... Uh, no, you ain't cut me off. Right. I got you. Okay. You know, if I don't get up, good. you're good. <laughs> so blame it on me. I see you. That's all right. We're, we're, we're good, I, I think. Got you. I appreciate right. your insights on okay. that. And uh, really looking forward to the fight Saturday. And uh, good luck to, to Golden Boy you and Ryan Garcia. You didn't ask me my uh, opinion. Well. Who's going to win? I... You do bring some bias to to the question, but no, do you I have don't. an opinion that uh, that is unbiased in your, but, your, well, your view? Ryan Garcia wins a well earned, well skillful, and well planned out decision, and then will be revealed, even though the fight won't be over, when they know that it's the ninth and tenth round, and Tank Davis. Is being reckless with his punches and not conscious. Mm -hmm. He's still looking for that big knockout mm -hmm. that never came. The big punch, the boom. Mm -hmm. We know he can't outbox Ryan. That's not him. We know he can't outthink Ryan. That's not him. It's too many factors that Ryan has to use, and he has to use them to win or he's going to have a rough night. His IQ cannot be matched as the same as Tank Davis. And what I mean by that is he has more skills, more than his arson, mm. than Tank does. Okay. Tank does have something great. Mike Tyson had it until he met Buster Douglas. He does have the equalizer. Nine rounds can go by and nothing go right. And you get that equalizer in, all of a sudden, you changed it around. But it's never going to happen in this case. Ryan by hard-earned, well-deserved decision. All right. All right. We all shall right. see. Thank you, Thanks, Appreciate Bernard. It. Always great talking to you. All right. Thanks, as always, to Bernard Hopkins. He sometimes... 
as you know, takes a little while to get to his answer, but he does get there if you just let him follow his path. And I really appreciated the fact, even if it made it a little weird, that we were getting the signal to wrap it up, and I love Bernard going, but you haven't asked me this question right. yet. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so we got in three questions to Bernard, which is, I'd still say, above average. I would say But so he too. ultimately fielded four questions, three from us and one from himself. <laughs> fantastic. That's why he's such a pro. All right, we're going to talk to his Golden Boy partner, Elska De La Hoya, in a bit. But before we do that, Eric, let's take a look. We've got the latest uh, odd sheet here from the sports book here at the MGM uh, for the main event. Um, you are Mr. Managing Editor of usbets.com, so I feel that you should maybe take the lead. Take us through what some of the interesting odds are that are leaping out to you here. Yeah, so the, obviously the, the featured bet option is simply who will win. Javante Davis is a minus 250 favorite. You bet $250 to win 100 Uh or how, what does that convert into with pizzas? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Garcia plus 200 underdogs. So In Las Vegas, that's one pizza. I <laughs> that's think. true. Oh my God, the food is so expensive <laughs> here. Um, so Ryan Garcia plus 200 underdog. We both uh, obviously picked Gervonta to win. Does that price of minus 250 on Gervonta appeal to you? Would it you does argue not. that conf- you aren't confident enough to lay 250 to win 100? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't love that. Yeah, I, I I don't either. I don't love either side of the straight bet here. So then there's the method of victory, which you can get a little more bang for your buck. Uh, Garcia by decision is a, the, a, a long shot at eight to one. Garcia by KO, TKO, or DQ is seven to two or plus 350. That works out to three and a half to one. Uh, Javante by decision is five to one plus five hundred, and uh, then the short money, uh, the most likely outcome is what we both predicted would happen: Javante by KO, TKO, or DQ at uh, minus one fifty. Uh, that number works out to. So that is the prohibitive favorite, and then a draw sixteen to one. I guess what's most interesting to me among these is the fact that. Garcia by decision is so much longer than Garcia by KO. Yeah, yeah, I'm, which I'm shocked by because, you know, I think, you know, in listening to what Bernard had to say just now, obviously he's got a dog in this fight, mm-hmm. but the argument that he made for how it could turn out, I think is entirely plausible. I do think it's probably more likely that if Ryan Garcia wins this fight, it is by decision. Maybe, as we've talked about, with Javante maybe taking a little while to get going and maybe regretting the fact that Garcia was able to bank the first, say, two or three rounds or something, and that might right. come back to... I don't hate that those odds. Even though I've picked Davis to win, and I do think he'll win, I, don't, I think those are quite wide odds, aren't they? Yeah, I think I'd much sooner, if I was going to bet on Ryan Garcia to win, instead of 2-1 to one just on him to win, I'd go 8-1 to one on him to win a decision. I, I, I don't get why him by decision is considered that much more unlikely Mm. than him by KO. To me, they seem about equal propositions. Um, But honestly, Javante by KO at minus 150, I think I would do that before I would do Javante Mm -hmm. to win at minus 250. That that seems like a reasonable price right there for what we both believe to be the most likely outcome. They, of course, also have bets on the fight ending in any individual round. Each, Each round has its own price. We don't need to go through all of these, but I'll just note that the the shortest odds, the most likely scenario, Javante uh, in either round six or round seven, they're both priced at 10 to one. The long shot, Garcia in the 12th, 66 to one. Wow. It's an wow. intriguing flyer. Why not? Sure. Right? It could happen. 
Wow. Um, okay. but, but then there's some more interesting bets where they group the rounds into groups of three. So the first three rounds, the next three, seven to nine, 10 to 12, uh, either fighter in those groups. And I know there was a bet here that was kind of standing out to you, Karen. Yeah, apparently I'm loving all the plus 800 bets here. Um, because, yeah, what leaps out at me here, we've got Davis to win the fight in rounds 10 to 12 as a plus 800 bet. Um, I picked Javante to win in round nine, but that's not terribly far away from rounds 10 to 12. He does tend to score quite late knockouts. Mm -hmm. That seems also quite generous. And again, I'm not entirely sure why I understand that it would be much wider than round seven to nine. Um, Well... The odds makers probably are listeners to our podcast. There I you go. KO that must seven, be it. You pick KO nine, so that d- that's, that's why seven it. to nine is only that, four to one. That's it right there. But I, but yeah, and and uh, for him to win earlier is shorter still. But he tends to score later knockouts. Right. So um, that said, I do remember we've had podcasts before where we have questioned the odds makers and have been. <laughs> Proven wrong, right. so that I one can only assume there there is method to what they're doing here. But I don't think that's a terrible bet. I would think that might be my favorite bet. That and and maybe Garcia by decision um, might be the, uh, the. I think they are the two sort of standout ones for me. Okay, and then there are a couple of props just on how many rounds the fight will go. There's one option is to bet on whether the fight will or won't go the distance. If you think it will go the full twelve rounds, that's plus two twenty five. If you think it won't, you have to lay minus three hundred. Another way to approach that is whether or not the fight will go a full eight rounds. I'm a little surprised to see that the will go eight full rounds is the favorite at minus 140, and you can get even money on will not go Mm. eight full rounds. I kind of like that bet. Mm. I did pick uh, Javante KO7. That's my official prediction. So I kind of like even money on won't go Mm. eight full rounds. Again, there's it's. Either guy could get it done inside inside that uh, range. Uh, it's possible that uh, Ryan Garcia catches him somewhere in those first eight rounds, and Javante isn't able to come back. And then, of course, uh, with with Davis's power, so I, I kind of like that one. Even even money on won't go eight full rounds. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, quite reasonable actually. But yeah, I'm not sure if either of them quite tempt me enough. Uh, I think those two individual ones are the ones that stand out at me. I think, as usual. Really, the oddsmakers have done a pretty good job here of threading the needle (laughs) and by and large uh, making sure that there aren't too many uh, even bets that you could even be terribly comfortable with, which is why they're in the business that they're in. That's right. That's why the the house always wins or yes. usually wins. And I should I don't know if we mentioned that these odds are specifically coming from BetMGM here at the the host hotel. That's where uh, th- that's where these odds are coming from. Um, but I, I did see one other bet elsewhere. I couldn't even tell you which sports book it was. I don't remember. But uh, one of the online sports books before I made my trip out here on one of the undercard fights. The only bet that really stood out to me was the rosado Melakuzia fight to go over four and a half rounds. They drew the line at over under four and a half, which seems mm. low to place that line. There is juice on the over. You have to pay my, I had to pay minus 130. But still, I think that's a pretty good price. That, that I know that Rosado won their first fight in the third round, mm-hmm. and so maybe that is influencing where the line is. But usually when Rosado gets stopped, it's late. It's after an accumulation and a bunch of cuts. It wouldn't seem that likely to me that Beck's going to get him out of there in the first four and a half rounds. No, and I think as we discussed in the preview, that might, I think there's a case to be made that probably, even if you favor Melakuziev in this fight, that he's probably not going to go all out to try and finish it after what happened last time. He might take his time to get there. And like you said, Gabe just doesn't get blown out in fights. That's 
precisely why we get a little worried about him continuing his career because he doesn't get blown out in fights. So, yeah. uh, no, I agree with you there. That's an, that's an interesting line. All right. So... That's, uh, that's our take from our own little personal betting company here at the Media Room and MGM Ground. Uh, we got one more interview for you. We've heard from Bernard Hopkins so far on this podcast. Let's hear from his partner in Golden Boy Promotions, Oscar Deloria. Joining us now is a man who is no stranger to the big fight week experience yeah. in Las Vegas. <laughs> he is the co-promoter of this fight, Oscar Deloya. Oscar, thank you, thank you thank for joining you. us. No, it's great to be here, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. So speaking of you having experience with the big fights, I'm curious, which fight from your career is there a parallel to for Ryan Garcia here? Which step up for you is maybe kind of similar to the step up he's taking against Tank Davis? Um, the closest fight probably... You know what? The closest fight probably would be Rafael Ruelas. Mm. Yeah. I, I was going to say Julio Cesar Chavez, but Tank is no Chavez. Right. Right. Um, but I also think Tank I, is at a different point in his career than Chavez of course, was. Of so course. That's, that's exactly. But, yeah, Ruelas, um, but I think Ruelas, because, you know, he was young. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a great record. I believe he had one loss or maybe he was undefeated, but he had 40-something wins. It was our big first pay-per-view outdoors, Caesars Palace. Um, and I felt that I was the underdog. I felt that, um, you know, I'm fighting this kid that has a lot of experience, who is dangerous, uh, dangerous puncher. And, uh, and it was the first major fight that I was involved in, yeah, here in Las Vegas. Well, so, if it works out half as well for uh, Ryan as that did for you, he'll be doing all right. right? Well, he, he would be doing all right, exactly. exactly. Like, should we put some money on KO2? Yeah. <laughs> um, there have been lots of parallels drawn between Ryan and you. Um, the nature of your career, the fact that you have tremendous crossover appeal, both good-looking fellas. Um, do, you, do you see that? And, and have you been able to sort of help Ryan deal with, you know, not just the boxing side of his career, but all these other external sure. elements that come into it? Yeah, look, the, the, main, the main point that I... That I tend to like uh, um, get across with Ryan Garcia is don't don't listen don't listen to the don't listen to the hate you know because that can overwhelm you you know especially with social media the world coming to get closer together and you know you're listening to all these comments or you're reading all these comments and it's it's he's reading comments I would listen to voices before you know before social media back in the day when I was fighting but it's it's uh, yeah. Don't listen to the the chitter chatter. Don't don't listen to the negativity that's out there because um, what I tell them is if there's five people who are who are talking bad about you or negative about you, well, guess what? There's a million people who are cheering you on, and you don't tend to listen to them or to hear them out, mm -hmm. but they're there. And so um, yeah, he gets it. He gets it. It's it, because it can be overwhelming, especially now with mental health and you know and and depression and i mean who knows how many times i was depressed in my lifetime right. Right. but i had boxing for my outlet i had boxing uh to to uh, to guide me through those tough times and so i'm glad i can mentor ryan garcia and tell him hey it's okay it's part of the it's part of life it's part of the it's part of the game you know the, the haters they call them right um, the criticism it's it's part of boxing it's part of any sport uh, just uh, just brush it off and move on that's you, all you can do you glad you didn't come up in a social media age boy it, <laughs> I, I mean I, I wouldn't be here if I did <laughs> 
Um, I want to talk about the press conference yesterday. Uh, things got a little chippy between you and Leonard Ellerby. Uh, I don't think you guys are best friends. Uh, how, how sick of you after all these years? Uh, how, how sick are you after all these years you, of still you know, dealing you know, with the Mayweather team? <laughs> no, it's actually funny because I wasn't even talking about Leonard Ellerby. Mm. I, I, I actually had no clue and no idea why he's even here. I, I have no cl- I, I, he doesn't he doesn't work for PBC he doesn't he's he doesn't work for for Gervonta Davis so I, you know he was just put there by Al Heyman um, to 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 watch out for for Gervonta Davis so my 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 speech was towards his team my speech was towards Gervonta's team you know because when we were negotiating this fight the first thing they wanted to do is 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 put shackles on on Ryan Garcia, meaning the weight drain. Well, you, the weigh in is uh, is is at three p.m. Um, you know the the penalties, this that. So, and I as a fighter, I'm thinking, man, doesn't my team have confidence that I can beat this man without any type of you know uh, um, restrictions? I can't beat him one-on-one, let him make his way, then we all go our separate ways and we meet on Saturday night. So my fighter mentality was like, okay, wait, let me, let me, let me write something up here and, and try to pin a wedge between their team. But it wasn't towards Leonard Allerby because I have no clue why he was there. <laughs> he just he just had that reaction though. But uh, <laughs> I guess just because you guys have history, uh, sure, somehow. Sure, sure. I I understand it, but you know, but I guess it worked. Right. <laughs> it made the press conference more lively. That's for sure. I mean, even Ryan didn't seem like early in the press conference like I'm gonna let my fists do the talking for me on Saturday. Sure. He wasn't going to engage. And then as the press conference went on, the two fighters started sure. going at it well, too. Yeah, the, the fighter within just came out. And, and you want that. You want that in the promotion. You want that, um, you want that passion coming out. You know, whenever I see my opponent, I, I, I've always felt passion. And, yeah, I was the quiet one, but, um, but you know, our, some of my press conferences – we're a bit heated as well, but it's right. part of the game. Right. It's part of the mental warfare, mm. and uh, you know, and, and, and that's exactly what I was trying to to to, to get across um, to make sure that uh, that Ryan Garcia has uh, an advantage here mentally. There's about 36 hours or so until the fight goes off. When it's such a big event like this, what is going through a fighter's mind? <clears throat> Now, I mean, probably Ryan's waiting for 3.05 and he can step off the scale and have a banana or something. But <laughs> right. apart from that, like, I mean, I, must, I imagine there are times where there's a lot going on, but a fighter's going to be alone with his thoughts. Yeah. And what, what's the kind of, sure. what's he going to have to deal with? What kind of thoughts is he going to have to embrace? What kind of thoughts yeah. is he going to have to fight off? Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, um, the, the weight. Um, it's crazy because when we made this fight, my big concern, obviously, was the weight, you know, just like everybody else. Like, wow, is he going to make the weight? Is he how the rehydration, this, that? Um, I saw both fighters yesterday, and, and Gervonta actually is the one that looked a little sucked up. He looked a little dry. He looked dry. And, and, and you see that in, 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 the, in the fighter's eyes. Like, we, Hopkins knows that. I know that. When you see a fighter, when, you, when, when he's dry, then there's something wrong. And I saw, I saw Ryan Garcia 
relaxed, calm. He looked actually really good. He didn't look gaunt. He didn't look, you know, as he's he's he's, he's suffering making the weight. He looks energetic and happy. Um, that's a big sign. That's a big sign. And so, 36 hours before the the actual fight, a fighter, a fighter that is thinking about making weight, um, can be very distracting. But for instance, Ryan Garcia right now, he's just thinking about getting up there and fight because he knows in his mind this is his moment. Just like Gervonta as well, I'm sure you know. Um, this is the moment to shine. This is the moment to literally put the dagger on the ground and say, hey, I'm, I'm the new king of boxing. They understand that. They know that. So there's nerves, you know, in your body. There's in your mind, you're, you're, you're going through your game plan. And did I do this? Did I do that? You know, did I do my homework? Um, did I do enough? But, uh, yeah, both guys are ready, ready to go. Would, yeah. would, would you ever picture it in your mind like kind of or would you try to clear your mind you know of thinking about the fight you know when you were building up to it would you, would you start thinking about oh, I could do this I could do that would you just try to be in a very zen kind of place instead you say? Um, yeah I, every fighter is different mm. every fighter there's fighters who just want to be at peace and be alone there's fighters who love having you know people around them and so they can distract you there's fighters who want to be around the team and, 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 and go over the game plan every single minute to make sure that everything is like all the T's are crossed, all the I's are, uh, are dotted. Um, so it's, it depends on the fighter. It depends on what, what state of mind you're in. It, it depends you know, at what place you're in in your career. Um, both guys are undefeated. Both guys are young. Both guys are confident. So it tells me that they just want to be—they want to be relaxed. They've done all the hard work. They want to be relaxed these last few moments and step in the ring and just fight. So, so X's and O's. If you had to single out one key to victory for Ryan Garcia, like if fill in the blank, if Ryan Garcia does blank effectively, he wins this fight. What what is the key for him? If he if he stays in the middle of the ring and okay. fights long, Gervonta um, Davis is a is a bottom heavy type of fighter okay and 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 it's it's very telling because those types of fighters don't really move too fast in the ring they don't really know how to cut the ring as much because they're too heavy in the bottom um but they call him a tank for a reason you know he comes in just bullying his way in he's a strong kid um you know ryan garcia has to keep the fight in the middle of the ring it's going to be a dog fight at one point or another it's going to be a dog fight but if you keep the fight in the middle of the ring and fight long with your jab and not let Gervonta come in it's going to be a long night for Gervonta all right well uh best of luck to to you and Ryan Garcia tomorrow night and uh Thanks so much for stopping by the podcast. Hey, I, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm just, you know, enjoying my popcorn <laughs> ringside. That's it. You're just a fan like us. <laughs> just a fan. Uh, always a pleasure, Oscar. Thank you, man. Thank Appreciate you so it. All right, our thanks again to Oscar. Always great to catch up with him. Um, so, you know, that whole uh, odds discussion that we had uh-huh. that you heard right before the Oscar interview. Yeah, scrap that. Throw that all out. Uh, I, 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 he's 
basically guaranteeing uh, Garcia KO2, yep. which I'm um, looking at the odds again here. That page 40 to 1. If history repeats of what Oscar did against Rafael Ruelas. There you go. 40 to 1 on Ryan Garcia KO2. Yep. Uh, ignore all my other betting thoughts. That's the bet. The mortgage is going on. There you it. go. The kids' college funds. 40 to 1. There you go. How and, does it lose? But, uh, and Indeed. And, you know, here in Las Vegas, that won't just get you pizza. That'll get you pizza and breadsticks. <laughs> well, good, because I can't really eat the pizza. Oh, there the you cheese, go. That's so right. <laughs> unlimited breadsticks is kind of my dream. <laughs> there you go. All right. That will do it for this podcast. Uh, we're not done with our pre-fight podcast. We have one more that is going to drop early on Saturday morning, and you are really not going to want to miss this. We had a fantastic uh, lengthy sit-down with Andre Ward talking about his career, about the Davis Garcia fight, and about his upcoming Showtime documentary, uh, which is SOG, The Book of Ward. It is a terrific conversation. Andre was absolutely fantastic, so you're definitely going to want to check that one out. And then, of course, after the fight, we will be back for our post-fight podcast. So, hope you've been enjoying all the material that we've been bringing for you from the media room here at the MGM Grand. Thanks very much for listening. Be safe, be kind, and be well.